Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. So great to be here with you on today's program as we continue to get you set for Duke men's basketball's game coming up on Saturday when they take on Virginia. On today's show, my good pal Dustin Chu from the Devil's Den podcast is here with us hanging out today to talk about the week that was for Duke men's hoops, what we loved about the North Carolina game, what drove us crazy about Duke's trip down to Coral Gables to take on Miami. We discuss all of that throughout today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll be able to watch and listen to the show also by subscribing to us on YouTube. That's how you can watch the show each and every day. Again, Lockdown Blue Devils, a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. This time next week, we'll get set for the start of another Duke baseball season. The calendar is turning over. The top 10 Duke women's basketball team back in action a little bit later this evening. A lot of great things happening at Duke, and we talk about it all here on Locked On Blue Devils. So without further ado, let me take this opportunity to bring in my good pal Dustin Shu from the Devils Did Podcast. Dustin, great to see you as always, man. How are you? I'm doing great, JJ. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, I love the return trips back here on the program, and I want to continue our conversations that we've had about the Duke basketball team so far this season. Boy, oh boy, we could not have had different results this week. The absolute joy and jubilation of a win over North Carolina. You actually got to be there on Saturday to experience it all, and then just the utter shock, disbelief, disappointment, anger, frustration, every negative emotion you could think of on Monday with that Miami game. We've had it all over the past seven days with Duke basketball, haven't we? Yeah, it's like the Jimmy V thing. Like you laugh, (laughs) you cry, you know, you're in thought. So, yeah, we've had a heck of a week. Um, I apologize for my voice. It's still trying to get back to normal. (laughs) Saturday being in the building, um, you know, I've been a Duke fan since 89. I've never got to get to experience that game live in Cameron. Um, and so to finally get wow. there. Wow. I didn't realize this was the first one. I've never I mean, got to experience it before. That's incredible. I think it's tell the me hardest, about it. I yeah. think it's the hardest ticket in the world to get. Like, I think I can get a master's ticket easier than I can get <laughs> a ticket to the Duke Carolina game. I've been to several Duke Carolina games, just not in Cameron, right? Sure. So, um, you know, it only fits 9,000 people. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of seats in there. And obviously, uh, players bring in a lot of, um, family, and then you've got a, a lot of former players that show up. So it's a it's a tough ticket to get. Um, I was telling you all fair. Shout out to Josh Cox uh, once again, my guy coming through with the the sweetest parking spot in in all of Durham. I love uh, that. Josh and I rode with him, with uh with Josh Cox out there, and literally pulled in in the same parking lot. A mill pulled in right beside us. So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty amazing. The the energy was just electric. From uh, as you guys have talked about on the podcast already this week, it was yeah. It was incredible. Let's keep talking about it because people love it. They love the Duke-North Carolina game, especially in Cameron, especially when you could kind of bounce back. Still doesn't take away all the pain of losing Coach K's final home game against those guys, but it's still pretty damn amazing 
uh, for John Shire to start off in his head coaching career 1-0 against the Blue Devils. The TV cameras were quick to let you know about the former players in the house, right? I think we had the Magic and Hornets game coming up on Sunday from Charlotte. So Cole Anthony is there behind the Carolina bench. We've got other Duke players in the house between Paulo Bancaro, and then you've got Wendell Carter Jr., Mark Williams, and Mason Plumley from the Hornets side. How easily were those guys to pick out amongst everyone else in the building? What was that like, Dustin, to see so many former players there? Not as many as last year in this yeah, game, but still sure. folks turning up. Yeah, so uh, Josh Smith, my co-host from the uh, Devil's Den podcast, he was with me. We were right behind the Carolina bench, so I was 25 yards from Cole Anthony. I mean, you could you can spot those dreads in the stands yeah. pretty easy. So um, that was good to see him there, you know, catching another L and Cameron. Uh, <laughs> so we made sure we told him that. Um, but, yeah, Mason and Mark walked across the floor a couple – I mean, they were coming in and out of, uh, of from the concession stands and whatnot, and – yeah, those guys are easily spottable. Um, <laughs> a lot of other guys there. I know Daniel Ewing was there. Ran into to my guy. Shout out to my guy Ricky Price again. Um, Rashawn McLeod, uh, Sean Kelly. There was there are a lot of uh, former Dukies there. Kenny Denard's always there. Um, so um, you know, it was good to see a lot of those guys be back. And I, I'm pretty sure Zubek and and Henderson um, were there. You know, supporting their former teammate John Shire. Um, and, and also, I don't know if the cameras picked up it, but, uh, you know, John's parents, they, they were in tears. I did thing. notice they that. Were, yeah. They were weeping with joy. So it was a great experience, especially for me. Like I said, never been, um, glad we won because, you know, my drive back from new Orleans in April was probably the saddest 11 hour drive I've ever had. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the two hours back to Charlotte from Durham Saturday night, Probably one of the greatest rides. Ever <laughs> yeah. Time flies by when you're able to enjoy all the content coming your way post a win yep. over UNC. That's for sure. Why did Duke win the basketball game? Just easy, open-ended question to you. Why did Duke win that one? I think heart, man. You know, we knew it was going to come down to the wire. And Jeremy Roach, the captain, he's uh, he's been beat in that building twice already. Hasn't beat RJ and Caleb. I think he's he kind of had it taken to him by those guys. And I think he took it to heart and, you know, he came through huge clutch basket down the stretch. Uh, even the one that he missed that he kind of, did he miss it or did he mean to lay it off for Derek? I don't know, you know, yeah. it could be an assist. So, um, yeah, just, those guys just fought, you know, Derek Lively, what an amazing performance by that guy. I mean, that guy was incredible. Eight blocks. I think he's the, he's got the highest block percentage in Duke history right now. I think we were talking about it. Mark Williams was like a 12% block rate and, and Derek's up to 16. So, I mean, that's, you got to think about that. Anytime a two point shot goes up, there's a 16% chance that Derek Lively is going to send that thing into the stands. <laughs> Which is pretty great. He had five more against Miami earlier this week. So big win for Duke. Super excited. You got to be there. Also, our buddy Josh Cox was there. As you mentioned Josh Smith. I mean, you guys had the whole crew yep. getting a chance to take in the big Duke win over North Carolina. 63-57, the final score in that one. Let's take our first time out of the program and talk more Duke hoops right after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. Yeah, that's right, the entire country. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so that you can get Super Bowl 57 
with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid all of your winnings instantly. Again, the no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 at FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside Dustin Shue from the Devil's Den podcast. Tell me a little bit about your podcast, Josh. Who do you do it with? You guys talk to coops. What have been the recent episodes that you put out? Yeah, so we just did a reaction, obviously, to the Carolina game. Everybody wants to kind of you know, get all the content they can on that. Um, did the reaction to the Carolina game, kind of previewed the Miami game and the Virginia game coming up. Uh, we'll be coming back uh, maybe Sunday or Monday, um, following up with reactions to the to the Miami and Virginia game. Hopefully uh, Saturday goes well for us in Charlottesville and we can talk about a one-in-one week and not a 0-2 week, which won't make for a very fun podcast. No, yeah, we, we need to recap wins. Those are always way better to do, and so hopefully we'll have one of those uh, coming up on Saturday against Virginia. We did not have one of those on Monday against Miami. I can't get over just the lack of heart. Uh, just didn't feel like this team got off the plane, maybe even didn't make it to the airport. They're at RDU to head down towards Coral Gables. What stood out to you from that one? Well, I think you kind of hit on it. There was there was no verve, um, no strong faces there. That's you know, Saturday night was an emotional win, and you know, before the season, at least us, we had circled this three game stretch as uh, this Miami game was kind of a scheduled loss. I mean, you're playing Saturday against your rival, uh, you know, it's going to drain everything from you, and then you got to turn around and get on a plane, go to Coral Gables uh, for a Monday night game against the. Miami could be the best team in the ACC. I mean, those guys are talented. Yeah. Um, you know, we barely got away with a win at home against them. So I knew it was going to be a tough task. A uh, little disappointed with the effort, the turnovers. Definitely this was a kind of the state and weight game, kind of the same thing, you know, just bouncing it off our feet, throwing it to the other team. I mean, I, I wanted to yell at Tyrese Proctor and let him know that, hey, we're in the black jerseys. You got to throw it to those guys. Um it was just, uh, you know, it, it's it's not inexcusable or excusable, but I give them a little bit of a slide because they gave me the, the greatest night ever, Saturday night. So I was disappointed, but was, I wasn't mad. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes sense. You're right. It kind of feels like a scheduled loss. We were all concerned about that quick turnaround. Second time this season that Duke has had to play one of those Saturday-Monday back-to-backs. I think they've got even one more uh, coming up later in the year with Louisville yep. here in a few weeks as folks watching us on YouTube can see the upcoming schedule for Duke scrolling across the bottom. We love breaking the season down in those three-game stretches, Dustin, and you're right. Home versus North Carolina, on the road at Miami, on the road at Virginia, incredibly tough. And then it's at home versus Notre Dame at Syracuse, back at home against Louisville. You look at that stretch of three games there, and you feel really good about it, which is why you need to take care of business against Virginia and make sure you could take advantage of that three-game stretch. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a loss Saturday will will kill us. Um, you know, it's definitely not going to help. I'd like to get more quad one wins. Um, and, and beating Virginia uh, is always fun to do. Um, you know, we're playing against Keok 
Kia Clark, I can't even say his name, but I don't know if people realize this guy's been there. He played against Zion. Right. You know? Yeah. That's how long ago this guy's been around in college. So, um, you know, just go up there and I think it's a better, a better matchup for us than this Miami game was. Um, so I've, I, you know, I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was about, uh, the, the game against Miami. I think you should be, and I, I think we all should be as uh, we get set for this matchup in particular. Obviously, Virginia is known for their defense. That's what Tony Bennett does. There is cause for concern, given that Duke has had offensive struggles, but the emergence of Derek Lively the second has been an added bonus for this Duke team, and then not to mention the looming potential return of Derek Whitehead. Yeah, I'd love to have Derek back in uh, in action Saturday. He was going through uh, pregame warm-ups Saturday night at the Carolina game, um, the, the pre-pregame warm-ups, I guess I would say. Uh, he was out there dunking, you know, looking fluid, and then the team goes back in the locker room for a couple minutes, and when they come back out to, to officially warm up for the game, he was in street gear. But um, would love to have him back. You know, we've, we've kind of struggled offensively, and – uh, in, in conference play, I know the last time I checked his numbers, he was our best three-point shooter in conference play at like 44%. So uh be nice to have a guy that can kind of stretch out that pack line defense a little bit um, and kind of open things up for flip and, and hopefully lively inside, maybe even Ryan Young as well. It's what we're looking for is the outside shooting to be there. Uh, we had a, a better Jacob Grandison game on Saturday against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Tyrese Proctor continues to play much better as well. Um, his shot has greatly improved as the season has gone along because come tournament time, you know, you can live and die by that three-point shot. And sure, uh, Duke's not in position to be a top two or three seed right now when it comes to the big dance. In those matchups, though, we know the great equalizer against lesser competition is that three-point line. And so as postseason play comes around, Dustin, that's got to be paramount is this Duke team figuring out what's going wrong with the three-point shooting and finding ways to correct it if they can. Yeah, um, you know. And maybe one. they can't. Maybe they've just got to find a way to adjust. And, and that's really, really tough to hear, but that might be the reality of it. And, you, and you're right. You know, I think Tyrese has went through dips where he started out very bad and then he got into a, a nice little shooting uh, spot where he was was hitting some shots and then kind of regressed. And the last, obviously nobody really did anything in the last game. Um you know, Derek has been a, a steady three-point shooter. Jeremy's shooting uh, a lot better at home than he is on the road. Uh, obviously, we're, we're not going to be playing any tournament games in Cameron. But, um, you know, defense wins championships, and I think guards win in March. And we're going to need the guards to be better than what the guards had, uh, 13 combined turnovers yeah. in, the, in the Miami game between Tyrese Roach and, and Blake. Blake's, yeah. I mean, it, it looked a couple times like we didn't even know how to dribble. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was that bad. It was it was a rough watch. Yeah, not what we want to see. Definitely want to see that improve as we continue to move forward. Uh, let's continue to talk about Duke men's basketball. Some of the weeks ahead for them, uh, what to expect, and more. And we'll do that after our final timeout here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Always appreciate you listening to us or watching us on YouTube each and every day. Thank you for making us your first watch and first listen. Now for your second, make sure you check out Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton do a remarkable job giving you everything that you need to know about college basketball in one single place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, 
and players. That's Locked On College Basketball. It is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside my pal Dustin Shu, a co-host for the Devil's Den podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Dustin underscore Shu. Uh, we talk about Duke getting set for this game against Virginia. John Paul Jones Arena, JPJ. We've had a couple of great memories there over the years uh, from Jason Tatum making some big-time plays, Tyus Jones owning the court, uh, it feels like Duke's always wearing their black uniforms when we go on the road to JPJ. Like that's a necessity to pack that into the bag. What are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, the, all those examples you brought up, you know, that's – I don't know if we have one of those guys, you know, um, Tyus, Tyus hit that big dagger. Uh, obviously, um, Jason Tatum had the the 27 or 28 points after halftime, after Coach K called him a soft-ass kid from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. um, RJ uh, inexplicably went like five for five from three there, um, and we got a win. So, uh, you know what's going to take a, an That's effort? That's where like Zion's that. blo- block was, now yeah, that I'm thinking uh, yeah, about it. Oh, my they, gosh. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if they still dislodged that ball out of the, <laughs> the side of the stadium. That is still to this day one of the finest block shots that you and will ever is, see in you know, the game. The guy blocked um, – uh, why DeAndre from, Hunter. Hunter from, yeah, exactly. No slouch. No, right? no slouch whatsoever. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're always in the black uniforms, right? Is that like when you picture Duke, am I right in saying that or no? You're right. I mean, the definitely the Zion, the Tatum, and the Tyus, those were all black uniforms. You're right. Now, we wore the black uniforms Monday um, that's night. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, maybe got, not this we time. We kind of got buried in those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the funny thing, I don't know if anybody's mentioned on any of the – because I'm consuming a lot of podcasts this Yeah, as you well, should. Um the funny thing about the quad system, and I don't, like I said, I don't know if anybody's picked up on it. So our game against Miami, we were two and six in quad one going in. Uh, well, now we're three and seven. So we picked up another loss, but we actually picked up a win because Miami beating us bumped them into the top 30 of the net, which gives our win over them and at home a quad one win now. Yeah, how about that? It, crazy. It, it, because it just updates every single day. Right. You're exa- yeah. yeah, I mean – Goodness gracious. Yeah, so, you know. We That's why those guys like Ken Pomeroy, Ken Pom, trying to track all these offensive efficiency ratings, X, Y, Z, you name it. Yeah, math, <laughs> like, not it's, math it's, never It's changing strong. every yeah. hour of the day, yeah, it yeah. feels like. But, yeah. So, that hey, is a great point, though. So Such a good point. So we quad one win at, with a quad one loss. And, and, you know, that's the other, the other thing. There's a lot of fans, you know, that – they're bemoaning this team. Yeah, they've got a lot of losses. Every one of them is a quad one loss. We don't have a bad resume. We don't have a lot of big marquee wins, but the resume is not – we haven't lost to Stephen F. Austin, right? right. So, Yeah. Unbeaten at home. I mean, it's been a, a great place to play there at Cameron Indoor. This game is just unfortunately going to be on the road. Uh, again, Dariq Whitehead set to return, hopefully, for the Blue Devils in Saturday. We feel pretty good about that happening. Uh, Kyle Filipowski had an off night against Miami, just nine points – scoring in single figures. I want to see him get back going as well. Yeah, and I think this could be a game for him. Um, you know, I would just expect Shatterick will be Garden Lively, uh, which would put uh, Gardner, the, I think it was the ECU transfer. Yes, you're right. 6'6", six, six, you know. Uh, so Flip's going to have a lot of size on him. Um, the question is, can we get Flip the ball close enough to the basket where he doesn't – I don't want him putting it on the floor from 20 feet out, right? Those guys, they're going to collapse on it. They're going to eat that up. 
So we need to be able to get him the ball close to the basket where he can just kind of turn and shoot over people. That's going to be the goal at the end of the day to yeah. uh, to, to get easy looks yeah. for flip because that's easier said than done against the, the pack line. Though, hey, right? you're not lying. Yeah, I mean they they obviously know what it takes to play defense. Um, they're they're in Charlottesville. Other players stepping up for Duke. You mentioned Kihei Clark. How long he's been around the block? He was on that national championship winning team for Virginia the Zion year, yep. um, and and for Jeremy Roach to start opposite him. I, I think it's going to be important that. Once again, another big Saturday matchup, and hopefully we had another big Saturday performance from Jeremy Roach. Yeah, I mean, he's the captain. He's the the vet. You know, um, these road games, uh, especially, like I said, the one at State, the one at Wake, the one at Miami, um, we're coming in there with a lot of – with four other freshmen. And to be honest with you, they've they've kind of got punked right from the from the tip, you know, and, and, and look scared, deer in headlights. So I would like to see that trend change and us come out and, uh, you know – give a little bit more effort and, and, uh, and heart. Yeah. That's what we'll look for. We'll look for if if they can get here. I think you're right because uh, we found ourselves down 10, one against my, you know, you're just kind of defeated right away. I think those quicker starts, uh, seem to help. Shout out to Duke for Saturday's game last week against you know because North Carolina came out the aggressor a little yeah. bit earlier you know and yep. and uh, able to kind of respond from that. Yeah, I think the crowd it helped to be at home, but yeah, the crowd was incredible. I mean, they yeah. were <laughs> uh, one kid puked in the stands. You know, oh were, no, wow. Yeah, they went to the under eight timeout at like eight thirty three because they had to pull this kid out and clean up the the section. So yeah, no. it was, look. I give them all the credit. We got there like three hours early, and you could tell those those guys have been up and at it for hours already. So yeah, I believe um, Connor O'Neill sitting there on press rows. You heard earlier in the week on the show, uh, he's talking about the aroma that was kind of yeah. I can't there, imagine that being that taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. That's outstanding, Dustin. As always, it's such a pleasure to have you here on the show with me, man. Thanks for stopping by again. You know it anytime, JJ. All right. That's our pal Dustin Chu. Go make sure you check out the Devil's Den podcast. They do great work. Support them and what they're doing. And continuing to support us here at Lockdown Blue Devils, at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.